No, we're not going out for drinks tonight, Tyler. Dang it, man. Yeah. No, not not doing it. Not doing it. Uh, Flint Sterner out right now. Out. And uh, Sean Bajani. You can catch all, a lot of his work on Sports Radio 610. Tell them where they can follow you. Uh, at Sean Bajani on Twitter and that's, Instagram. That's right, man. And no, seriously, he's a really good follow. A um, lot of great videos and content, especially when he was in the locker rooms or at press conferences with the Texans. He got... I uh, got a lot of informa- information. He'll do videos and things of that nature. So he's a really, really good follow. Appreciate you, man. We've had a good time here. All right, you said this. You, you, you I mean, you did a. I mean, you did a long tease. You caught me off guard with the tease <laughs> about uh, this coaching situation where you told me to keep an open mind. So we're all here on the Drive family going to keep an open mind to wherever you're going here. Sean. I think we had like really good conversation the last couple of days and I like the hypotheticals because it makes you kind of bend your mind a little bit and think about things and you you get to things in conversation you normally wouldn't have gotten to otherwise. I'm not here for like hot takes or anything like that. I just like to talk things through, mm, okay? okay. And sometimes it. you arrive at one and maybe this is not a hot take, so I won't even sell it as that, but I did a lot of research uh, about a week and a half ago in regards to teams that finished last within their division and what they did the following year or years. And so one of the things that I'd found, and I went all the way back to the year 2000, only twice since the year 2000 has a team that finished last within the division not won the division the following year. Every year in the NFL, at least one team went from last to first within our division. Every year. Every year, except for twice. So like Jacksonville this year. Yes. And who's it going to be next year? I think, and I've made this argument before, if there's a team, an organization that is primed to do it, I feel like the Texans are it. And it is because of the draft capital. They have 11 picks more than anybody else in the entire league. They have the seventh most money to spend this offseason on free agency, and I know they have some decisions to make in terms of re-upping with the guys that are currently on the roster, and that might bend that number a little bit. There's also the pro- not the prospect. You will have a new head coach, a new staff, and for the first time in four years, your organization is going to be pulling in that same direction, okay? I know there's questions that we don't have the answers to right now. There's a lot of questions that we don't have the answers to, and it's probably going to remain that way uh, for the most part. But in terms of control and who's willing to bend, well, that kind of depends on who the head coach is. Mm. But when you're talking about Sean Payton, and now you throw this 20 to $25 million per year AAV with him and mm. what it's going to take in this new report that it could be like a John Gruden package, let me tell you something. If it's a John Gruden package, that's maybe where I kind of draw the line. I don't Deluxe get nut package. What's the, what's the John Gruden package? Two ones, two twos. That's the deal, you know, between the uh, Raiders and the Bucks back in what? What was it? 2002. 2002. Yep. Right? That was the deal. Two ones, two twos. And I think it was like a one and a two one year and a one and a two the following year or something like that. I would, Some you, I would be out on that. All right. And that, that's probably where I draw the line. And all this talk and really what kind of sent me over the edge was your hypothetical question on whether or not if you were the Texans, would you trade the number two overall pick to the Bears for Justin Fields and higher Eagles offensive coordinator Shane Steichen. And I started thinking about that. That's why I wanted to know your answer to see where you come out on it. Because I said, you know what? Yeah, I'd do it if Shane could sell me on it, if he was excited about it. 
That would the, okay. Shane, the Shane part would would really make yeah. me pause harder. So we're learning things as we talk. Why do we need to? I say this all the time, and I'm not the first to say it, but look at the Astros and what they've done over the course of the last six years. Like the talent, the homegrown talent, the development, right? I mean, you've got a a handful of guys still that are here now that went through those 100-loss seasons. Altuve's mm-hmm. the best one of them, right? And other guys have come and gone. Dallas Keuchel, Marvin Gonzalez, you know, guys that you found out, you know what, you could trust and They were good ball players and even great ones here for you. But they've made other teams do really stupid and illogical things, whether it be signing guys to ridiculous contracts just to try to compete, just to try to catch them. Why do the Texans need to have this mindset that, man, the asking price continues to go up and up and up seemingly for Sean Payton? Why do they need to do something illogical, something stupid, when maybe all they need is right here in front of them? They've interviewed the very best candidates available in the market this year. There's not a lot of coaching openings. And I went through potential coaching openings next year. I I got to 10, and it probably could be 12 on the list. It just depends. And so if you're the Texans, you have an opportunity to get better this year. Why not take it? But why not do it at the most effective and efficient way? Something that's not going to hurt your capital this year. Something that's not going to hurt your capital and ability to grow completely, optimally, next year and years after that. 